Located in the Tower of London are a collection of objects, some of which date back 800 years, which are the physical symbols of the British monarchy. These objects have a value which would almost be impossible to measure given both their intrinsic and historical worth. Learn more about the British crown jewels and their role in the British monarchy on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Hey everyone, this is Gary. If you're listening to this podcast, you clearly are someone who likes to learn every day. And if you want to add a little more learning into your everyday routine, check out TED Talks Daily, the podcast that brings you a new TED Talk every weekday. In less than 15 minutes a day, you'll hear about some of the big ideas shaping our world. This includes everything from artificial intelligence to the search for dark matter and more. Listen to TED Talks Daily wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is sponsored by the Travel Photography Academy. If you've listened to enough episodes of this podcast, you'll notice that I often interject places that I've visited. That's because I spent over 10 years of my life traveling around the world almost nonstop. During that time, I went from being a complete novice in photography to winning almost every major travel photography prize in North America. When I learned how to do travel photography, I had to do it the hard way. It took years of time and lots of travel. That's why I created the Travel Photography Academy, so you can learn from me in much less time, spending much less money. It's an online video course which I shot on location in France, Spain, and the United States, and I cover everything you need to improve your travel photography. So, if you want to take your photography to the next level and get better photos on your next trip, visit TravelPhotographyAcademy.com or click on the link in the show notes. The phrase, the crown jewels, has become a euphemism for anything which has central importance. For example, the secret seven herbs and spices are the crown jewels of the KFC empire. However, the origin of the phrase lies in a collection of actual ceremonial objects which are used by the British monarchy. Officially, they're known as the coronation regalia, and their primary use is for the investiture of a new monarch during the coronation ceremony. The crown jewels are owned by the crown. That is to say, they're owned by the institution known as the crown and not personally by the monarch. Upon a transition of the monarchy, they are automatically, by law, transferred to the new monarch, and they are not something that can be transferred personally in the monarch's will as personal property. So they are technically owned by the Queen and not by Elizabeth Windsor. 
There are currently 142 items that make up the crown jewels. The collection includes a large number of things that you wouldn't normally associate with being crown jewels. This includes 64 pieces of silver and gold plates and cups, 16 trumpets, 13 maces, swords, scepters, walking sticks, bracelets, armbands, rings, robes, orbs, a spoon, and of course, crowns. Most of the pieces in the collection are rather recent, historically speaking. When King Charles I was beheaded by the forces of Oliver Cromwell at the end of the English Civil War, almost all of the crown jewels were either melted down or sold. Only four of the 142 items in the current collection predate the restoration of the monarchy in 1660. Three swords, and the oldest item in the collection, the anointing spoon, which dates back to the 12th century. It was actually sold off like all the other items in the royal collection, but given back to the crown when it was restored. The spoon is actually used in the coronation ceremony during the anointing of the monarch. Holy oil is poured onto the spoon, which is then used to anoint the monarch's hands, breast, and head. While there are many items in the crown jewels, there are a few which are considered the highlights of the collection. The centerpiece of the crown jewels is St. Edward's crown. There are actually several different crowns that have been used for the coronation of various monarchs, all of which are part of the crown jewels. St. Edward's crown is named after St. Edward the Confessor, a king of England. The original crown was destroyed after the execution of Charles I, and the current crown was recreated for Charles II after the restoration in 1661. The crown is 12 inches tall and weighs 5 pounds, and it's made of solid gold. There are four arches at the top with a purple velvet cloth underneath the arches, and it's adorned with 444 precious stones. Not every monarch has used the St. Edward's crown during the coronation ceremony. In fact, the only monarchs who have used the crown are Charles II, James II, William III, George V, George VI, and the current Elizabeth II. The St. Edward's crown is usually only used during the coronation itself which means that it was last used in 1953. However, it is the crown that's used on the monogram for Queen Elizabeth. She's actually only worn it for a few moments during her entire reign, given its heavy weight. The crown used by the monarch after the coronation is called the Imperial State Crown. It was created in 1937, and it's slightly smaller and lighter than the St. Edward's crown. This is the crown that is traditionally worn by the monarch during the opening of Parliament. The crown has a whopping 2,901 precious stones, including the literal crown jewel, the Cullen II diamond, which is 317.4 carats in weight. I'll have more on the Cullen and diamond in just a moment. It also has such other noteworthy gems as the St. Edward Sapphire, the Stuart Sapphire, and the Black Prince's Ruby. The Queen actually ceased wearing the crown in 2016, as she was just getting advanced and aged and found it difficult to wear. Today, the crown is just held next to her on a podium when she reads her speech to Parliament. In a 2013 interview, she told the BBC, quote, You can't look down to read the speech, you have to take the speech up. Because if you did, your neck would break and it would fall off. There are some disadvantages to crowns, but otherwise, they're quite important things. Unquote. There are several other crowns in the collection which were used in the past, but haven't been used in decades or centuries. Some of them, like the crown made for Queen Elizabeth's mother, also named Queen Elizabeth, had a crown made with the incredible Mountain of Light diamond from India. There are other objects which are major parts of the coronation ceremony as well. There are jewel-encrusted swords that are often used in the procession. Specifically, there are three, the Sword of Offering, the Sword of State, and the Sword of Mercy. The swords represent the monarch's role over the military, 
the country, and the Church of England. The sovereign's orb is a golden, jeweled-encrusted ball with a cross on the top, which is held in the monarch's left hand during the coronation. The orb weighs 1.07 kilograms, or 2.4 pounds. In the monarch's other hand is held the scepter. There are actually six scepters in the collection, but the main one which is used during the ceremony is called the sovereign scepter with cross. This scepter has the Cullinan One Diamond, also known as the Great Star of Africa. Weighing 530.2 carats, it has 74 facets. It is the largest clear-cut diamond in the world and the second largest cut diamond in the world. The Cullinan One Diamond in the scepter and the Cullinan Two in the Imperial State Crown are two of the gems cut from the original Cullinan Diamond. Discovered in 1905 in South Africa, it was the largest rough-cut diamond ever found. The original uncut diamond weighed 3,106.75 carats. Seven other major cut diamonds came from the original Cullinan Diamond, all of which are in the personal possession of the Queen. The original raw diamond was sent to Amsterdam to be split. Much fanfare was made when the diamond was sent there on a naval vessel, but in reality, the whole Navy thing was a decoy. The Navy transported an empty box, and the actual diamond was transported in the coat pocket of the man who did the cutting. The crown jewels are permanently stored in the Tower of London. They are under constant watch by the Tower Guard. In addition to their ceremonial duties at the Tower, they are all also active-duty military personnel and actively guard the collection. Within the Tower of London, the jewels are on public display in the Jewel Vault. They are encased in bulletproof glass in a facility that is designed to process over 25,000 tourists per day. It's estimated that over 30 million people have personally seen the crown jewels, making them perhaps the most personally observed objects in the world. The person who is responsible for the crown jewels, and the only person who is allowed to handle them, is the crown jeweler. The crown jeweler is a member of the royal household. He is responsible for cleaning the collection every January. He is one of only three people who are allowed to touch them other than the monarch and the Archbishop of Canterbury, and those people have to touch them as they are part of the coronation ceremony. The big people most question have is how much are the crown jewels worth? Technically speaking, the value of the jewels are priceless. They have never been appraised, and they are not insured. In fact, it would probably be impossible to get insurance for objects like these. The value of the Cullinan One diamond itself is estimated to be around $400 million. The entire collection has had informal estimates placed upon it of between 3 to 5 billion pounds. This really doesn't even include the historic nature of the artifacts. The historic value of St. Edward's crown has a value far beyond just the value of the gems and the materials. From an artistic and historic value, it might be on a par with the Mona Lisa. Today, you can see the crown jewels yourself at the Tower of London. It's open almost every day of the week. There are a limited number of people who can see the crown jewels every day, so you have to be sure to buy tickets in advance. If there should ever be a coronation ceremony at some point in the future, keep an eye out for the objects I mentioned in this episode, for it will be the first time most of them have actually been used in over 70 years. The associate producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Thor Thompson. If you'd like to support the show, please donate over at Patreon.com. There is content only available to supporters, merchandise, and even opportunities for a show producer credit. If you know someone you think would enjoy the show, please share it with them. Also remember, if you leave a five-star review, 
I'll read your review on the show.